0: This is the Wednesday, May 18th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. we got you covered with some NBA and golf as we get ready for the PGA Championship, which starts tomorrow. So sit back and enjoy, and we'll get you in and out in less than 10 minutes. Three times a week, the Right Time with Vimani Jones podcast brings you the latest from technology, music, and the very best analysis of the games. Plus, we have a community of friends, including Dominique Foxworth for Foxworth Fridays. That's the Right Time with Bamani Jones. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen, wherever you get your podcasts, and Wednesdays and Fridays, podcasts are also available on ESPN's YouTube channel. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Anita Marks. How are you, Anita?
1: I'm great. Thank you.
0: Good. Well, let's get to it. Obviously, Um, A pretty exciting game last night, all things considered, with the Eastern Conference Finals game one. Kind of went as as expected, not so much the exact flow of the game, but we, we thought maybe the Celtics wouldn't have much left in the tank, and that showed in the second half. In terms of tonight, game one, Warriors and Mavs, we expect both teams to be pretty fresh, even though Dallas is coming off a game seven road win, but they've had an extra day. Golden State up to five and a half at many places. The line feels right. I lean Dallas but I think they're going to be better as the series goes on. I feel like Luca has some LeBron in him and that he kind of wants to see how things evolve and then take a shot here and there early like a boxer. But I'm not saying he's just going to punt on this game, but 5.5 feels like the right number to me.
1: I I think 5.5 is is right on that line where you're second-guessing yourself whether or not you really want to make a play here. And I came across some interesting trends, Doug, and I know you're all about trends, so... Teams that have played in a game seven only have a 39% winning percentage in game one of the following series, and that point differential hovers around four. So interesting that it's five and a half. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, lean five and a half. However, the Golden State Warriors excellent in game one, 20 and two straight up in game ones uh, in in the postseason, and eight and two against the spread in as a single digit home favorite in game ones. Hmm. So a a few things. Number one, I'm leaning towards golden state. And even though it's, it's like, I'd be, I'd be more comfortable if it was minus four, minus four and a half. I'm still going to play golden state here just because I think they're a superior team when it comes to game one and they're home and they're rested and they're ready to rock and roll. And for all the reasons you just said, you know, uh, the, the, the Dallas Mavericks, it, it takes them a minute to kind of get that engine ro- revving and rolling in uh in series. So, I'm actually on the on the opposite side of you here today. I am going to I'm going to lay the points with Golden State Warriors. Also, I like the under here tonight at 214 and a half. You know, both these teams, excellent defense, uh, you know, I'm I'm expecting a slow-paced methodical game, a lot of half-court scoring and um, you know, as we saw, man, we saw that Dallas Mavericks defense what they were able to do against the phoenix suns in game seven so i'm going to play the under here some prop bets i like andrew wiggins over five and a half rebounds he's averaging 10 in the postseason his last two of his last three games he's posted 10 he's gone over that number in eight of his last 10 games and he's definitely i expect him to get a lot of playing time because they're going to need his defensive effort especially against luca and uh, I'm also looking at Steph Curry over five-and-a-half assists as well.
0: Okay, so no opinion for me on the total, but I do have one prop. I like Clay under 21-and-a-half points. It's minus $1. 35, I believe, so it gets a little pricey. He's only gone over it once, and that was in the last game. Uh, in these playoffs, he's only gone over it once, but it's just a lot. I mean, last game, he was like 8-14 of 14 from downtown, game six typically when he shines, but I just feel it's way too many points, and, you know, it just feels like a lot when there's a lot of other options on that Golden State offense. Obviously, Clay has looked much more like, um, you know, vintage vintage uh, Clay uh, the last like week of the regular season into the playoffs in terms of shooting. But I still think it's a lot of points. It's just a lot of points against a good defense. So I have to take the under twenty one and a half with Clay. Uh, hockey. I just have the over in the Oilers Flames. Nothing big for me. That's the only play I made. Um, there's two games tonight. I'm just going to kind of see how these these uh, series play out. I think Rangers' hands will go under for the most part in this series. I think Shesterkin will get back into the swing of things, but you never know if he got you know shaken in the last round because all seven games for the Rangers went over the total against the Pens in that first-round series. Golf, Anita, PGA Championship tomorrow. What do you got?
1: I can't wait. The second major of the season. I'm stoked. Um, this is Scotty Scheffler's tournament to lose. Doug, it really is. Dude's unbelievable, right? Like he's won four times his last seven starts. Uh, course metrics set up nicely for him. Now, he's not your longest dude off the tee, but he can get it out there. He could poke it. He could get it out there long. Accuracy won't be a problem. They widen the fairways here. They went from about 25 to 27 yards to 40 yards. So accuracy is not going to be a problem. He rings third in greens in regulation. He's a tremendous putter. You're going to need that because there's a lot of runoffs here. And the best thing, I've probably buried the lead, and that is he's come out to say that Southern Hills Country Club, this is his favorite track in the world, not just in the United States, but in the world. To me, it's Scotty Scheffler at 12 to 1. I'm all over it. Some other plays, top 10, give me Cantley. His game is improved each and every week. Um, and now this is another thing really interesting. We're going to talk about this uh, on Daily Wager tonight. This is one of the very few golf courses. Their fairways are Bermuda greens. Their greens there are putting greens are bent grass so uh, a lot of that is because the weather conditions in Tulsa Oklahoma and Cantlay is one of the best putters on tour in bent grass and also he doesn't play well in in warm conditions weather temperatures are supposed to be really really nice I think he thrives there Jordan Spieth finishing the top 10 uh didn't make the cut in the Masters said it was the most embarrassing cut of his life Came back, won the Heritage, and came in second. It's Byron Nelson last week. He's ready to rock and roll. People are sleeping on Decky. I got him finishing in the top 20. His iron play is on fire right now. That's going to be needed. Lowry plays really good in the wind. There's going to be some wind conditions these guys are going to have to deal with on Friday afternoon and Saturday morning. So I like Decky and Lowry to finish in the top 20. And last but not least, in the top 40, I like Gooch. He's a hometown kid. Grew up in Oklahoma, still lives in Oklahoma, went to Oklahoma State. Knows this track better than most. Um, he's got four top ten so far this season. Finished 14th at the Masters, and also don't sleep on Kuchar either. Um, his game has been excelling, and he's coming in and his metrics fit this course extremely well.
0: Love it. Love the breakdown. I, I you're right about Matsuyama. I know a couple really sharp guys who have them as well. Um, I uh, Spieth is a guy my, one of my guys loves, and like I said, Matsuyama, Hovland. And then Lowry and Cantlay are the two that definitely seem to be um, popular with the guys I, I hit up for picks and stuff like that. So um, you know that's something what, to pass along. I'm not going to break one, it down one, because I don't pretend to.
1: One one more thing I want to share with our listeners. Mm-hmm. I came across this another trend that I think is really cool. Okay, um, and this is this is in tournament wagering. So Southern Hills Country Club has hosted seven majors. Okay, out of those seven majors. The winners, all seven winners, have been at the top of the leaderboard after 36 holes. Okay, they've either been they've either been at the top of the leaderboard or tied at the top of the leaderboard after 36 holes. Five of the seven winners, Doug, tied... I'm sorry, I take that back. Out of the seven winners, after 36 holes, they were either first or second in the leaderboard. Five of the seven who have won... We're tied for the lead after 18. Hmm. And so what you want to look for here as well is guys who start fast. Who are the guys on tour that start fast? Rose, Brooksy, Shoffley, Scheffler, Henley, Lowry, DJ, Rory, and Aaron Weiss. Those are some guys you might want to throw some coin on, A, to lead after the first round. And if you, if you don't have money on them already, if they do um, you know, end up at the top of the leaderboard after the first round, then you want to double down on them because uh, the the trends say you got to come out, you got to get out, you got to get up there quick. And, and those that are at the top of the leaderboard after 18 or after 36 holes typically win this thing.
0: Okay. Good stuff to plan. So to so make some uh, adjusted um, outrights after the first and second rounds or even during the round some people, uh, some shops offer live wagering. So, good stuff as always, Anita. Appreciate the insight. I know our listeners do as well and to everyone, we'll see you later today 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2 for our final show this week. Obviously, we had to adjust with the tournament and uh, other programming, but um, we'll have plenty of good content later today.